0: It's Cash Color Cannabis, a high level of conversation. Not at Live Hip Hop Daily today. No, we are doing one of our quick hitter interviews. We are doing that live from Urban Grow Media Studios, which is my apartment. And um, I'm blessed to have a, one, of my amazing, one of my amazing friends, I would like to say now at this point in the cannabis space. Um, Alex Redmond, VP of Business Development over at Gondrepreneur. Um, Alex, how are you doing today? Doing well, Mecca. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I know this has been a long time coming. We've actually been on, we've been on the conversations and emails for months now. So it's finally good to have you on, have you on the chance to be on the podcast this round. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. It's been, it's been a, a pleasure getting to know you. All right. Well, great. Well, let me start this off, man. Uh, for those who are not familiar, who is Alex Redmond? Oh man, starting with the tough questions.
1: Um, I am a 38-year-old man living in Denver, Colorado um, from Baltimore, Maryland, um, who really spent my formative years um, professionally um, in New York City, which I was there for the last 10 years working um, across uh, marketing and advertising and media, Um, and I recently had a, a very powerful impactful moment um, that made me realize that I needed to find something a bit more fulfilling, which kind of galvanized my move to Colorado and enter into the cannabis industry, which I've been in for,
0: wow, it's been, it's been a year. It's been a long year, but it's been a year now. What experience has been in the cannabis industry so far, being that just somewhat of a newbie? Oh, I'm absolutely a newbie. There's, I would not
1: take anything away from those that have uh, That have forged um, a lot of the efforts and framework that we find ourselves in now. Um, It's been it's been a very um, it's been a very interesting environment, and not only is the cannabis industry itself uh, very unique, um, but this last year um, for the cannabis industry itself has been incredibly unique. Um, So, you know, if you recall, it was September or October when. Uh, the vape crisis kind of hit the cannabis industry. Um, and then obviously we all seen what 2020 has been and how it's affected all industry, um, yeah. not just the cannabis industry, but uh, it's been, it's been powerful. It's been empowering. It's been exhausting. It's been inspiring. It's been um, it's, it's, it's hard to sum up as, as, as you can tell.
0: Well, uh, how did you find your way toward to Ganjapreneur? You know, like that—that—that that, that seems to be a like yeah. who's just been here for about a year. Like, what caught your eye with Ganjapreneur? What What caught? What drew them to you?
1: I'll—I'll I'll be honest. It was—it was, it was a really a matter of chance. I had made—I um, made the conscious effort to leave um, a relatively lucrative career in advertising in New York City um, to to get into the cannabis industry. Um, Rooted by uh, a very empowering moment that I had seeing how cannabis had positively affected the quality of life of my mother. Um, And that was December of 2018. Uh, No, that was actually Thanksgiving of 2018. And I kind of made the choice in December to to kind of uproot myself from New York and move to to Colorado, which I did in March of 2019. And um, I've been really just employing a lot of the skills that I had accrued of working in um, you know, networking and, and revenue producing roles in the advertising industry. Um, and I was introduced to, um, the, the, the CEO of Blue Dream, um, which is our branding, uh, agency at Gondrepreneur and his name's Cody Stevenson. And we were introduced by a mutual friend, um, funny enough over our, um, Our appreciation of of plant medicine and psychedelics as they're used for healing. Um, And Cody and I just actually became friends. It was without any sort of um, angle in any capacity. And I was having a barbecue at his house. um, Asked me if I would be willing to help Gondrepreneur and kind of bring the Gondrepreneur offering to market. Um, And so, you know, Gondrepreneur, um, you know, we're essentially we're essentially the trade publication for the cannabis industry, right? So we, we report on policy and news and regulation and legislation and expansion as it pertains to the cannabis industry. Um, and, you know, really prior to my joining, you know, uh, the, 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 the revenue um, that Gondrepreneur was accruing was coming from partners being proactive and reaching out to us. Um, so they wanted to have someone that was going to be able to kind of understand the offering, understand the audience, um, and bring the offering to market. And so when Cody presented me with this opportunity, it was, it was really a no-brainer, um, you know, and, and I've been really fortunate. I feel like I've received like a, a master's in the cannabis industry over the
0: last year. Yeah, what an amazing crash course in uh, in education, yeah. man. So um, since you've been a entrepreneur, um, we do know that Gondrepreneur is one of the top media outlets in cannabis. Um, what do you feel like makes Gondrepreneur um successful versus say other outlets?
1: Gondrepreneur is unique. I mean, the you know, there's something to be said. I think that the the, the founder of the company, Noel Abbott, um, he started Gondrepreneur in 2013. So we we've. We're, we're, we're relative dinosaurs within the 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 cannabis space it pertains to media um, and we're serving a relatively unique audience you know we don't have and i don't mean this with any sort of negative connotation but you know our audience isn't what would be considered a stereotypical stoner audience yeah. um, we're really serving the, the cannabis professional um, we're serving the individual who works in the industry wants to work in the cannabis industry um, investors that look to us as a news resource for the industry um, and and Noel has and the team you know have done a really great job of of maintaining and, and sticking to to what we know and that is cannabis news policy reporting um, as well as um, giving a platform to celebrate the various entrepreneurs um, within the cannabis industry um, so I think our reputation precedes ourselves we 're not we 're not uh, uh, a newcomer into this space, um, we're passionate about um, this plant and the possibilities that it can provide for, um, you know, well, for for for, for mental well-being um, and health, um, and I also in, in a really strange way, as a media company and, and Mecca, you're a media person. You understand the, the power of this, um, the aesthetic of the the user experience. Um, it's clean. It's precise. We don't overwhelm our partners with banner ads and pop-ups and, and flashing, whatever they may be. Um, and I think that people kind of use us as,
0: as just a trusted resource for that matter, which, is, which, has, been, which has been great to be part of. And I'm glad you hit on that. The cleanness of the website, the cleanness of the brand overall is very important. It's one of the things that caught my eye and really made me feel like I could really partner with y'all in different ways. Um, Speak to us about, you know, one thing I see a lot about in cannabis when it comes to trying to brand themselves, when people come to marketing and and branding themselves is I see some stuff that's just kind of, it's lackluster. You know, it's really something Mm -hmm. that not a lot of stuff jumps out at you. Um, Entrepreneur Mm -hmm. does a really good job of jumping out at you what advice would you give to some brands right now who are trying to um, say establish themselves marketing wise and trying to get their packaging together and all that what do what what, what's some advice you would give them as far as trying to be successful when it comes to making eye-catching content versus just content yeah
1: that's a that's a great question you know I think um, aesthetic is a big part of branding um, and really capturing the attention of your audience you know I think that Uh, we've all been in a bodega or a gas station and we see kind of some of this intense branding by a CBD tincture or a bottle or a label. And, you know, some of that stuff I think appeals to the lowest common denominator. Um, You know, for for me, I think consistency, simplicity, um, cleanness, not busy. Um, You know, it's the same kind of thing where if anybody that's worked in media or marketing, you can see a pitch deck or you can see a proposal and you know our eyes get tired if there's too much busyness within yeah. the imagery or even just too many words like like literally like too many words it's like i'm not gonna i can't read all of this like you know so for me simplicity um you know i think crisp cleanness you know i think that we you know we can get into color palettes even if you want you know what i mean i think that there's just a there's a natural aesthetic that we can that we can stick to. But, you know, I think the idea of, you know, the the, the the principle kiss, keep it simple, stupid, goes a long
0: way when it comes to branding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've uh, we're right now we're in a pattern where we're in a place where people are uh, looking forward to what we call it a new normal. Um, we're still trying to define what that new normal is. You know, COVID is still very new to a lot of us. How has Gantrepreneur been operating in this new, well, trying to figure out a new normal during this COVID? Like, I know you have a small staff, so it shouldn't have been that hard to wrap wrap everything around, but how have you been kind of maintaining it during this time? Yeah, so there's seven of us. So we are small. We're a small,
1: lean operation that I think punches above our weight um, in almost every avenue that we participate in. Um, And that extends into our business practices. We are um, remote. Um, the two of us that lead on the business side, on the revenue side, are here in Denver, Colorado. Um, the back end is in Bellingham, Washington. Um, content editorial can be found in Oakland and in upstate New York. Um, so we are a digital-first remote company. Um, you know, we did have prior to COVID, we had workspaces where we could kind of see each other and connect um, in the relative cities that we in the respective cities that we were in um, With COVID we, we we weren't necessarily sure um, How it was going to impact our resources financially? Um, so we decided just to kind of trim the fat so to speak. What were the unnecessary expenditures? Yeah. Um, and so we've all been working remotely. We all use slack um, we video chat we're all very connected we have um, you know digital project management tools that we all use um, and that was kind of just a, a, a cautious measure that we've undertaken and we've been really fortunate um, we have being that we are a digital trade publication in an industry that is um, as you well know, is, is dominated by conferences and conventions and net expos. Um, you know, we've actually seen this really wonderful real-time shift into digital um, for a lot of these ancillary businesses that make up the cannabis industry. Right? They're still looking for connection. They're still looking to generate revenue. They're still looking for partnerships and opportunities for exposure. So we've actually seen in real time growth and that's across our own digital metrics, right? We've seen growth in page views and time on site and you know, the various digital metrics that matter for a digital publisher. Um, and we've seen revenue growth. We, we, we continue to see month over month growth, um, which is a testament to like how hard everybody's working to, to stay diligent to our routines even from afar. Um, so it's been a very interesting experience. Um, you know, that's the the professional side of it, the personal side, which you and I can talk about, and you know, it's it's, it's a a whole nother manner. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for, for what we've done, we've just, we've just been smart. We've been lean. We've been, you know, we never were bloated to begin with. Um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of the other publishers and endemic cannabis publishers, um, have had to have massive reductions, Um, and we've been fortunate that we've been able to maintain and not only maintain but have eyes on growth um and again it's a testament to, to the entire team kind of just you know
0: nobody's complaining everybody's everybody's just kind of putting in the work and um we've, we've seen some we've seen some positive results great great man um one other thing that's that's, that's happened since covid is an explosion in the conversation about diversity and making mm-hmm. sure that content and making sure everything from content to to executive staff People are people are ensuring that there are diversity. There is diversity going on in, in various in various spots in the world right now. Cannabis is not immune to that. Um, what has Ganjapreneur done, or how Ganjapreneur plans to plan? What are their plans as far as ensuring diversity in content and just making sure that you're keeping pace with the conversation that's going on now? That's a, that's a really great question, and it's a really topical one. It's one that we've been having ourselves. Um, the
1: cannabis industry itself, from from um, representation entrepreneurially and business ownership. Um, personally, this is a conversation that I've actually had very recently, but I don't believe uh, the cannabis industry is represented uh, accurately as far as consumption of the people that use the plant, the plant um, and the people that are kind of controlling some of the various entrepreneurial mediums that exist out there. And um, one of the things that we've made a conscious effort to do, um, you know, we have our own podcast, which Mecca, you know, you're a part of, um, you know, TG Bramfelt is is keenly aware of of these kinds of opportunities and the power that that we can wield to to expand our presence and expand also the presence of um, minorities and people of color within the cannabis industry. Um, so we've actually very recently, and I believe our next podcast out um, is with a, a powerhouse. Um, uh, person of color, um, because we found that we were neglecting that. That was something that we hadn't necessarily um, made a conscious effort. I, I think even I think that the last three or four podcasts uh, guests that we've had on the Ganjimur podcast were were white men, um, and that was something that was that we were became keenly aware of, you know, very, very recently with a lot of. Um, just the, the reshifting of focus, as we found, society-wise, on on how we want to ensure that we're representing. Um, and so, th- these are things that we're moving forward for, uh, towards, and, and trying to incorporate and showcase, um, you know, in the, in a more representative manner. Um, and it's something that I think just it takes uh, it takes conscious effort, it takes conscious awareness, it it, it, it takes intention, um, you know. And I think that if we can. If, if any of us can do anything better is act with intention. Um, oh, so
0: okay. That's kind of where we're, we're moving towards. Love that. Um, MJ biz conference. There's a lot of conferences. I've been a sh- had a chance to go to several of them. Yeah. Um, when are we ever going to see a gone entrepreneur conference?
1: It's not really our, we, you know, the kind of same thing with design, right? Keep it simple, stupid. We know what we're good at. You know, we're, we're good at producing news. We're not trying to go out there and produce events. I mean, MJ biz is a monster. They've really, you know, of, of, the thousand of conferences, and there's I think at least a thousand conferences that are going on, or working on for that matter. Um, you know, they 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 put out a, you know, that that Vegas conference. You know, it is a it's a. They have an entire department. You know, that is. That is focused on putting on these events, and I've, I've put on some events. I was going to say fortunate. I, I wasn't super pumped about doing them, but I put on events for previous employers, and they're a ton of work. Um, they take a lot of manpower. Um, from a business perspective, um, you know, establishing the margins that you want to achieve. I think I think the the first square foot of an MJ Biz booth is close to like San Francisco real estate prices. Um, you know, these, these are things that are, that, that tend to be, and those prices are, are typically astronomical in order to cover whatever, you know, overages and also bank in some margins that they're looking to achieve and to make them really successful events. Um, you know, so, so for us, we see that, you know, we think there are plenty of people out there that are doing things in the conference way. Some doing them really, really well. Some, you know, maybe leaving, um, a little bit more to be desired. But you know that's just not our lane. We we know what we're good at. We're good at, at at reporting on cannabis policy, reporting on cannabis industry, promoting entrepreneurs within the cannabis industry, connecting people in a digital and an efficient manner. Um, you know that's something that we really pride ourselves on. Um, and so I, I that's not that's not in
0: our that's not in our immediate future. Okay. Well, what is an immediate future entrepreneur? Uh, let's say in 10 years from now, where do you see the brand? Oh, man. 10 years from now is so long.
1: Um, you know, what we did, one of the things that we did that we're really proud of that we haven't necessarily put out in, um, in, in, in full promotion just yet is we did launch a satirical um, consumer-centric site called oregano.com um, we launched this a little bit earlier than our intentions, but we launched it because it was going to be an important launch as we did it um, with Last Prisoner Project, okay. um, which is helping um, people that have been incarcerated in cannabis-related um, issues, um, and so we wanted to support them, especially as COVID was kind of getting underway. So we had, to, we had to launch that a little earlier than we were expecting, but we figured that we wanted to make sure that we were providing impact. Um, in that manner. So that's something that we're going to be putting out, um, you know, our, our design side of the business blue dream um, is something that we're ramping up and we're going to be launching in full force uh, before the year's out um, where we're going to be able to help brands, uh, you know, in packaging and branding and design. Um, and then, you know, we have some other ideas, you know, some other content opportunities that we're interested in and expanding the platform. But really, we just want to make sure that what we do, we do it well, we do it right, we do it consistently. Um, and we also want to pay heed to those that maybe have bit off a bit more than they can chew and, and not necessarily have been able to 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 continue in the way that maybe they wanted to. So we're slow and steady. We're happy with what we're doing. And, you know, I think there's going to be just natural growth. Ten
0: years from now, I can't even tell you, man. That's a a whole nother conversation. I'll be almost 50. Let's just hope COVID isn't still going. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, Alex, I appreciate your time. That was an amazing, amazing conversation we just had. And I think there's a lot of things you said that people can really take away from. And I definitely appreciate you really um, addressing the lack of, of, of diversity. You know, one thing I, I do not appreciate in this space is I feel like people ignore the conversation when it's really just something mm. that could have been had. Um, But Mm -hmm. as long as you are taking on something now, you're able to clear up any mistakes you feel like you might have made and you're able to keep up with the conversation that's going and it makes sure that you don't stay, turn into what we call a dinosaur.
1: No, that's exactly right. And I think, I think being proactive, you know, and, and, and having the conversation, I think sometimes tough conversations are the most important conversations to have. Um, And I think that if, you know, you and I talked about this offline, but, you know, the, the state of the country, the, 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 where we're at, you know, it's, it's, it's very tough. It's very hard, but that's the, the tough hard stuff is, is maybe exactly what we need to go through. So, you know, for us to be uh, a, a vocal ally and to amplify and to provide a platform and to encourage and to, um, you know, these, these types of, of opportunities and, you know, to really be a presence within them that, really important to us. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see how we continue to, to provide that message.
0: Awesome, man. I appreciate your time today, man. Thank you very much for chiming in with us. Mecca, always a pleasure, man. Great. And that's Cash Color Canvas, a high level of conversation. We're done.